Rhythm, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD, when we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you got to get geeked up, so sit back, relax, and get comfy, lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten, coming straight out of Gotham. Gotham City, welcome to another episode of Straight Out of Gotham, episode 121. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by BatmanOnFilm.com. To check out all the other great shows associated with the network, please head on over to BLF, clicking the uh, podcast drop down and seeing what everyone else has to offer. I am uh, your co host, I'm from the other side of the Hudson River, senior contributor to Batman on Film. <clears throat> Ooh, a little frog there. I am Peter R. Veritable, recording on. Uh, what is this? This is actually July, July 2nd, 2023. Wow, new month. It's always a great show for you today. Before we get into the good stuff, I want to remind all you guys uh, that if you take the time to rate or review the show and we read your review on air, you just want to straight out of Gotham prize packs, so make sure you get into that. Now, let me introduce you to my partner in crime, the man who won the gold medal in the 900-meter breaststroke at the 1976 Condock Olympic Games, a BWF junior contributor, ladies and gentlemen, Eric the Jellyfish Holzman. Yes, jellyfish season. Holla here. Yes. How are Getting you? Jelly with it. Yes. 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 It is. Uh, as you said, it is July second. It is Fourth of July weekend. Technically, kind of depending on how you look at it. Uh, it's a weird weekend because there's like a weekday. In yeah, between. like it's weird. Like we were talking before we came on air. Some people have off tomorrow. Some people don't. Um, but. I am lucky enough to be one of those people. I have to go for a little procedure, but I'm I'm off. So podiatrist, right? Yeah. In yeah. Rome. Got it. Of course. Gotta do the little thing. Little thing. This is a little thing, man. Ingrowns are little thing going on. rough. No. <laughs> but no, um, yes, it is Fourth of July weekend. So uh you know, everything's what are you doing? Some... What are you, you you grilling? You what do you you got a burger? I grilled a little doing? yesterday. Mm-hmm. I had some um has a couple people come over, just small little things. So I made some skewers and I had some uh, asparagus. I grilled some asparagus. Uh, what did I make? Oh, and I made, I took zucchini and I put them in, I battered them up and I. Your asparagus look good. I actually want to try that. Thank you. And I put some zucchini, made some zucchini fries, I guess they would be called. Mm-hmm. I made some of those. Oh, by that the way. a big one. But yeah, by the way, guys, just so you know, it's Fourth of July weekend. Those are fireworks that are going off around my house. So if you hear any noises like ambient that, noise, yes, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not in a war zone. This isn't a Call of Duty. Or, yes, or I'm not in 1980s Beirut. I am actually home. It's just fireworks. Uh, people enjoying themselves, which is awesome. Great, but yeah, that's what I did yesterday. Uh, and then Friday night, I went out just with some some old friends that I haven't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. They're actually visiting from the uh, from out of town. So I hung out with them Friday. Uh, today, I didn't do much of anything. Today is the one day I kind of just chilled. But tomorrow, I said I have something to do. Uh, and since I'm off, I might just, you know, do some do stuff the damn the thing. Yep. But I mean, Tuesday, my sister is getting pregnant on Monday. <laughs> Eric is on the prowl. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Tuesday. Uh, my sister's having a 
barbecue. She has a pool and everything, so we're going there for nice. Fourth of July. Wow! So you're in your element. Like you're just gonna yeah. take over, create cyclones of. Anytime water. there's a chance for me to get in some water, I Not will get in the there. water. Yes, I do not have any qualms about that. So, what about you? What are, what have you been doing? Uh, I, I smoked some pork belly last night, or well, yesterday. Mm-hmm. That was good. It was good stuff. Um, and Fourth uh, of July, uh, me and my brother we're going to a Yankee game, so we're going to be sweating it out in the Bronx. Oh wow! So that'll be fun, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, so I'll have a hot dog, and I'll watch baseball on the Fourth of July. There's nothing more American than that, as far as I'm concerned. So that's true. Just missing a slice of apple pie, and, and you're good. Which I'm sure I could probably find at Yankee Stadium. There's got to be, like, I can imagine there's all kinds of. They have right? everything there, so. I can imagine yeah. there's apple pie at Yankee Stadium. Maybe at least, like, the hostess, like, apple pie. Right? There's got to be yep. something there. There's got to be some sort of apple dessert I can eat that I can have, like, the, you know, just the perfect American day. So, I don't know if they're going to have fireworks or anything because it's a day game. So, I imagine it'll be done relatively, you know. Before three o'clock, so I can't imagine to do fires or anything. But uh yeah, so I'll come home probably and then just grill some burgers and stuff. But that's uh, that's about it. You know what? And you know what? This coming fourth that the Tuesday is going to be in Yankee history. It's a famous day in Yankee history. It's actually be the fortieth anniversary of this happening. I don't know. I know it's George's birthday. I don't know what is it. Like. Dave Rigetti threw a no hitter. In oh, 1983. okay. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I remember hearing about the just rags to the no hitter on uh yeah on uh George's birthday. Yeah. I remember that. Yep. I believe he's still pitching coach with Giants. I think you're right. I think so. you're right. So yeah, so that's it's weird because I knew him as a reliever mostly, uh without he eventually mm-hmm. became a reliever, but he was a starter for that day, obviously. And yeah, he threw a no hitter. There you go. Maybe Crazy. I'll see one. I believe I believe it's lining up to be Clark Schmidt. And I don't know. It's I believe they're playing the Orioles, so I don't know who they're playing. But it'd be a good division game. So lots on the line. Yeah. So hey, Herman had threw a perfect game. So maybe we'll get you can get Fourth uh, of July get Schmidt the first. Yeah. I, I just want to win because they had a, outside of that perfect game they had a horrible road trip. They have. They haven't they had a good year. They have not been playing a good ball. The kids have been hitting more though. Wolby's been hitting more. So I'm that's just, good I'm to see. Just happy I'm not a Met fan. It's good to see. Yeah, man. They were six and nineteen in June. Something like that. Steve Cohen. Some weird. Man, that's just a weird. That team is way too talented. I I don't know. They have too much talent. Nobody is producing. It's rare that nobody produces. There we go again. Yes. You should see the light, like the flash in the window. What color was it? No, that one was (laughs) that one just boom. One light. One (laughs) color. That was it. All right. Yes. Uh, Yes, yes. So uh, we have we actually have some exciting news to talk about this week, but let's start with a movie that we both saw that just came out this weekend, and uh, you actually literally just saw it mm. tonight. I saw it on opening night on Thursday, mm. and Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I gave my mini review on the SOG in the SOG group on Facebook, so I, I, I don't. Not... I actually watched the movie, so I still haven't watched it yet because I, <laughs> I don't. Need, so... I don't support. That. <laughs> I won't. No, no, I won't start. I'll let you lead, and then I'll give my opinion afterwards. So go ahead. What did you think of the movie? I had fun with it. I really enjoyed it. I liked it more than uh, Crystal Skull. After just one viewing, I think I, I think this is a better movie than Crystal Skull. Um, if I had like my favorite Indiana Jones movies, Temple of Doom, then Raiders, then Crusade, and then I would say this one, then Crystal Skull. So that that's how I would put it down there. 
Um, but I, it was fun. It was enjoyable. I like seeing, you know, uh, Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones reluctantly get into this mission. It's not like something he was trying to do. It's kind of something he got suckered into. Right. I thought it was fun. I liked all the callbacks. Um, I, I, I thought it was interesting what happened with Mutt. I wasn't expecting that. I thought that was right. interesting. Um, you know, it was cool to see Sala back, uh, you know, as many people as I get. I don't know who's still around, but, um, you know, it was it was cool to see him. Uh, I, I, Mads was great as the villain. I thought it was an interesting twist. Um, I, but I will say this. I mean, like, geez, when Hollywood gets stuck on something, they are really stuck on timelines and times <laughs> and time travel. I was like, it's like every movie is yeah. about time. I was like, can we come up with, can someone do something different at this point? Yes. Um, but uh, I, I liked it. I had fun with it. Um, I thought the CGI on Harrison Ford actually was pretty great early on in the movie. I thought he looked really young. Like I liked it a lot more than it, I would say them recasting it. So like it didn't bother me. Um, and I just I thought it was good old Indiana Jones. Nothing's better than a good Indiana Jones punch in a movie theater. That's just a, a solid sound effect right there. So I, I had a lot of fun with it. Sorry. Okay. Um. I know people from my review are probably thinking that I hated. I didn't hate the film. I would have. I was told I, you hated it. Like I was told. I you just, hated this movie. I was disappointed more than anything else uh, for a number of reasons. One, to me, it's just not believable seeing him at this age do the things that he was doing. Uh, I know again that he's technically in the movie. He's actually ten years younger than his actual age in real life. So if you make him sixty, he's supposed to be seventy in the movie. Uh, and he's actually 80 in okay. real life. So um, it was just hard for me to watch. Again, I'm used to Harrison think, Ford. I don't think they pushed him too much. Like, I thought it was. No, no, no. And it's not just the physical stuff. It's even the way he delivers his lines. Um, one of the things about the character who's always been, he's very quippy. He's very quick with a comeback. We didn't have that in this film. Like, that's not there. His reaction time isn't what it used to be. And I get, I get it. He's 80 years old. I understand that. I'm not holding him i'm not holding it against him for that it just was hard for me to see and sometimes it took it took me out of the film i mean i grew up with this character so it, it's it's another sign again of a character who I feel I like we all did right just being old so that was one of my issues with it uh i didn't really love the story like you said i wasn't i mean the time travel stuff is, is getting played, getting played out a little bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, even though I knew what it was about going in, just I had no idea. I was pretty cold going into it, to be really honest. I knew the cast. That was really it. Right. So I just I had a hard time, um, again, believing that I did not like uh, this is one movie where I normally don't complain about CGI. I really didn't like the CGI in this film uh, outside of the first 25 minutes. And then the scene where he's riding the horse through the subway in Manhattan. Those I love the, that scene. Uh, yeah. Like those two are very Indiana Jones type scenes, the the train heist. And then that very much Indiana Jones. And I, that those two times I felt like I was watching an Indiana Jones film. But other than that, I was just, I left me disappointed. Everything just seemed generic and like Mads is a great, Mads Mikkelsen's a great actor and I love when he plays a villain, but this was a generic villain. It was just kind of okay, you know. He's there, he's good again. Okay, I'm watching him. That's fine, but nothing about him um, stood out to me. And Helena, I thought, I think she's a very good character, and 
a lot of the issues people had with her, I didn't. I like I didn't see her as being the quote unquote woke female in the film. I didn't see no, that. No, I actually kind of got like Catwoman vibes from her. Fair. And you know, I mean like she's, she's playing both sides, doing what's best for her in the moment. Like I would kind of I kind of dug her character. Like I remember when she was cast, everyone was like, This is gonna be the new Indiana Jones. She's gonna take over the franchise, and everyone got really upset about that. You know, remember that? Remember that uh-huh. happened? And yeah. I was like, I didn't see any of that in this movie either. Like I just thought it was like, oh, this is it was cool. It's some old partner of Indies that we never saw. Blah blah blah. God, okay. Like I, I, it's cool. Like it made sense to me. Would it be fine if it was like Martin Brody's like granddaughter? Like yeah, that would have made it a lot better. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I mean, she. But there are reasons why she's the way she is, and it's. I think that's perfectly explained in the film. So, it her character worked for me. The little kid, dude. I could not stand that little kid. I didn't know his purpose. Yeah, he was kind of like a short round knockoff. But Marcus he wasn't, Brody. Though. I said Martin Brody. Um, like, there's nothing endearing about this little kid. Shorty had some, he was an endearing character. Yeah. There's nothing endearing about this kid. Like, literally. No, nah, nah, he kind of had his payoff at the end, you know? But, like, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. That's the least of my worries. I, I was more for, worried about Harrison Ford, blah, blah, blah. Like, he sold me throughout the movie. I was not concerned about his age. Yeah, see, that's I, the thing. I, it, was, it was, but at the time, I was like, he can't do another one. But, like, I was like, hey, look, <laughs> this didn't suck. It's a guy was like, I, I feel like I watched The Flash again. Like, this didn't suck. I really enjoyed this. It seems like people are actually enjoying this a lot more than The Flash. Like, it seems like more people are going out to see it, not many. Um, which I, you know, I was mad at, like, fandom for like not supporting the flash was like what's wrong you guys but i just think people just are not spending money like they're not it's not no one's making it rain right now so it's like you get to go to like one movie yeah. <laughs> and everyone no, I shows think, you know yeah. spider versus the you know spider versus the end of july now it's like right here you know it's just it depends on what, what falls and spider verse just won that round so yeah i mean people there's two things one the 45 day digital like 45 days to digital or streaming I forgot all so about that. If you can watch a movie in six weeks, why are you going to spend $17 for it, especially when you're paying your monthly streaming charge, right? So that's one thing I think right away. People are just going to wait to see it unless it's an event film. And let's be honest, The Flash wasn't an event film for a lot of people, obviously. This one, though, kind of is. You so think so? Bit, I mean, I think it... Well, it is for people like me and you. I do think I the thought same, The Flash was more an event film than Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones has been around since this character yeah. has been. Around. Yeah, I know, but like the Flash is supposed to be this cleansing of the timeline, multiverse, blah blah. Like that. Indi- this is just to another who? like to for the DCEU. Like it was supposed yeah, to but be. Who yeah. cares about that? No, I get it. That's what, what I'm. I agree with you, but also <laughs> saying like it's not like Indiana Jones is busting on the doors. This movie isn't going to make a billion dollars. No, no, it's not. I'm just saying though, more people know Indiana Jones than the flash oh i agree i agree so that that's why it's doing a little bit better it's not doing a, it's not like it's doing a ton better it's doing a little bit better but it's not blowing like mm-hmm. you said it's not knocking down doors no at yeah. all it's you know it's kind of a disappointment again and and you're seeing for a number of reasons but um yeah i, I, I just think, think people, movie tickets are too expensive i think the movie theaters got to give us throw us a bone here I could, People, I could I could see two movies a weekend if I could probably if it was a little bit cheaper. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, people are just more judicious with how they spend their entertainment dollars. 
I really think that's what it comes down to. And that's what's bearing out. I mean, do, we'll see when Mission Impossible comes out because that's that should be a blockbuster that everyone goes to see. But we'll, who knows? We'll see. We have no idea. But I'm glad, Pete, I'm glad you enjoyed um, Dial of Destiny. I it. Yeah. I mean, look, I'd rather enjoy these movies than not. So I'm glad like I went in there hoping to have fun. And like I said, I had fun with uh, Crystal Skull back when it came out. Like, you don't, don't get me wrong. Like, it's not like it, it, it by no means is one of the greatest Indiana Jones movies. But like, it's I think it's a worthy chapter. I really do. Like, I enjoy it, you know. Well, you and Matt Putz, <laughs> you both uh, like Crystal Skull. You two are in the minority. Not many people do. Yeah, Crystal Skull's all right. To, and speaking of Matt, he actually submitted a. Uh, I saw that audition saw that. tape, so we have to take a listen to that one. Uh, he said it was a little longer than than the, the minute did, and a half, two was. minutes. <laughs> I said. So I saw it, Matt, and we haven't listened to it yet, but I will take a listen to it this week, and uh, you know we'll see, we'll see how that sounds. But yep. It was just, it was just kind of eh, for me. I, I didn't, again, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was just, I don't know. I wanted more, I guess, and maybe that's my fault. So maybe that's my expectations were too high for this film. So that's where I was at. I don't know. Maybe I, I, I give it a solid B plus. Like I was like, this is great. It's not an A, you know, it's not an A by any means. But it was like, I really enjoyed this. I would. I, I can, I can see myself rewatching this multiple times. I'm I'm gonna. I'm have definitely to gonna buy it. it. I'm definitely gonna buy it when it comes out and add it to my collection because I have the original. I have all four. Yeah, physically. All right. I might buy it physically. All right. Well, while I did not enjoy the movie, I did enjoy the news we got early in the week when we found out who our new Superman was going to be. Now I very rarely nail anything. <laughs> Uh oh, here we go. When it comes Holzman. to this, when it comes to this stuff, I very rarely nail anything. But I Holzman. nailed both of these. I you said, did, did you? Sweat. I don't know. I don't know who these I did. are. Yes, I did. I said David Corn Sweat would be Superman, and I said Rachel Brosnahan would be Lois Lane. What have they been? Lo and behold, here they are. Uh, Brosnahan actually is the star of the marvelous Mrs. Mizell, which is on Netflix. That is seems very. I've heard a lot of people talking. So he's the lead on that. She is the lead. She's the lead on that. Yes. That's what is where he she, in? That's where she comes from. Uh, Corn- I already heard he's not big enough to be Superman. I heard he's too skinny. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've already heard he's too skinny. Yes, Corn Sweat. Uh, he was in Pearl, which is the movie um with Mia Goth, the other movie that mm-hmm. followed. He was in that. Uh, he was in The Politician, and then he was also in We Own This City. So there's three things he'd been in before. He's never been. This is the first major leading role. It's kind of this similar is his to big Cavill. Role. Yeah, this is his breakout. So we're this is we, so would you can would you say we have a unknown? Would you go with that phrase? Casting the unknown. That's usually I would say he's about as known as Cavill was. When Cavill got the role, because yeah, that well, to me that's a note. I didn't know who Cavill was until so, Superman. Okay, so he yeah. So I would say that's probably they're probably at a similar point in their careers. Uh, she is definitely more known of the two, obviously because of this show because she's won Emmys for this role. And I know they didn't screen test together, which I thought it was interesting. 
Yeah. I know they did. They, they narrowed it down to nine total, right? Or was it six? Maybe it was six. I don't remember. It was six. It was, it was six? Okay. But the, those two didn't actually screen test together, but, you know, they screen tested well. So I imagine they eventually got them together at some point, but I remember when they, the auditions, Gunn said that. So, yeah, so the, the national night, the national weight and nightmare is over, guys. We have a super bad. Who's nightmare? Like, nightmare. Dude, I felt like this was the question people were asking. Did Rick audition there. again? I know he auditioned for Superman Returns. Did Rick audition for Superman Legacy? I don't know. I kind of he he kind of put that out there, and I said, "Well, they weren't." How great would it have been if Rick was one of the Supermen in the multiverse? Wow, that would have been funny. Can you imagine? Like, we're like, who is that? And we're like, oh, that's Dick Shoes. All I did was I told him they weren't casting for Jarrell, so that's probably why they didn't. He, he could be Paul Kent. He could be a he play. He could play Paul Kent. He could play uh, Steve Kent, Paul Kent's brother. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. So we have our Superman and Lois, and apparently uh, they're working on casting Lex and... Lex, I heard Skarsgård, one of the Skarsgård. Exactly, yes. The, Which the one Scars- do you want? I want it. Because I, I know he could be creepy with the eyes, man. Like, you know, that's, I feel like it's see, good for villains. I think because I've seen him play villains many times, that'd be an easier jump for me, leap for me to make. I'm but, with you. It's definitely easy. But I think um, I think Alexander's a good actor too. So I I, I don't you, think so. Is that who you want next? You want to hear? I mean, I kind of would like Lex not to be a focal point of the movie, uh, to be honest. But uh, I understand his importance. So I'd like uh, I'd like a Jimmy Olsen or so. I'd like maybe a Perry White casting. You know. Yeah, I mean, you gotta. Those are the characters you have to cast, right? So yes, I think because this is kind of supposed to be like superheroes already exist. I feel like this is like a year two Superman. Like I feel like we're just kind of thrusting in there. They said this isn't an origin tale. I don't think it's that new in his career. That's why, like, he's you know, like mid first year, second year. Is Superman. Pa is Pa gonna be alive still? You think? Ah, t- TBD. I don't know, man. Yeah, you know, hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, obviously, that's Paul Mark Kent. That's a good casting. Yeah, yeah, they have to they have to cast Martha too. She's she's gonna be. Why did you see that name? Ooksus. <laughs> we can't we can't escape that movie. I even I, my mistake. I don't hate BVS. I love BVS. I enjoy BVS. We talked about this. The first conversation you and I ever had was about BVS. No, I know. It's ingrained I know. in the show. I know that Eric was driving me around Dallas as there was, we were in this black suburban, there were hookers in the back and it was like Robocop <laughs> literally blow off these chicks. See, I was crazy. You sure that was me? Cause I don't remember any of that. You were driving. <laughs> oh, I was driving. You were driving. Well, you had the rental car hookup. <laughs> wow. Okay. I got really graphic. I'm sorry. <laughs> These BOF watch parties are a doozy. You guys got to make it out. Apparently, I missed whatever was going on in the back because it's not a part of a part of any of that. That's totally not what I remember. But all right, that's hey, that's cool. And yeah, and somehow between the hookers and the blow, we we started talking about BVS. Yeah. Okay. All yeah, right. Everyone's why you come up for air. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I totally. I must have just been listening and not paying any attention to. Well, you're a good driver. 
I was paying attention to the road like I'm supposed to. That's what you're supposed to do when you drive. But yeah. So if you, look, you guys want to have a crazy time. You guys, we got to make it the Batman two watch party. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Well, James Gunn, who obviously is doing Superman Legacy, wrote it. He's going to direct it. All that fun stuff. Uh, recently, he was talking about superhero movies and. Is there an issue? Is there superhero fatigue? And he's like, well, yeah, I think there is a little bit of superhero fatigue. He said, but, and I'll quote this, people have gotten really lazy with their superhero stories. And they have gotten to the place where, oh, it's a superhero, let's make a movie about it. And then, oh, let's make a sequel because the first one did pretty well. And they aren't thinking about, why is the story special? What makes the story stand apart? Is he like taking shots at like Shazam and Blue Beetle? I don't know. What is the story at the heart of it all? Why is this character important? What makes this story different than that it fills a need for people in theaters to go see? And he continued, people have gotten a little lazy and there's a lot of biff, pow, bam stuff happening in movies. And I'm watching third act superhero films where I really just don't feel like there's a rhyme or reason to what's happening. I don't care about the characters and they've gotten too generic. I mean, I think it's kind of a weird take when he just took over the very thing that he's going to be doing and some of his movies i'm sure are going to be like this yeah like i feel like so. i don't know like i feel like i guess we was talking about black adam i don't know <laughs> like some of these movies they, they don't all have to be like the dark knight like i think that's important for us to realize like it's like when flash came out like how many people are like oh man this is the greatest movie since dark knight and it's like we keep comparing it to that like i get i get it that that's the standard but not every movie needs to be that like Deadpool wasn't like that, you know, like no. it, it, some movies can just kind of be their own thing and just some can just be fun. Some can just be lighthearted. Some can be a little more serious, like Logan. Like, I don't know. Like, if, I, I just. Not every movie needs to just be like this heavy. I feel like and, and I do. And I do feel like in the in fans mind. Because Marvel kind of has done a specific style of film where they do use humor that dc can't use humor like i feel like there's a lot of that ingrained in people's heads yeah and i mean i personally think humor should be used as a device in any film to lighten a mood if it's something getting too heavy you know we're human beings like let's talk about joker right which really doesn't have any humor in the whole thing it's a great movie Mm -hmm. but it's hard it's a hard movie to sit and watch yeah if you had a little bit something more lighthearted in there, it might be a softer blow. But where would you put it? Like, I don't no, know. No, no, I'm not saying that that movie deserves it. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that's one of the critiques that I've heard from people, and it's fair. I think that's a fair critique when you're talking about that film. Now, again, it doesn't work for every movie. Like, you know, there's nothing happy about something like um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre or something like that, right? Like, there's nothing happy going on in horror films unless you have freddy krueger who made things funny but like those films i i totally get it i just think in these types of stories when you're trying to show characters and make them endearing you have to be able to tell them in different ways and that's kind of what gun was getting at too he said that they've everyone's come they've all become way too generic and way too like stuck in this one format and he feels like they have to be more flexible so I kind of agree with that. Yeah, I, yeah, sure. Like, I, 
look, I've had fun with the last few superhero movies, so I don't know. But then again, like I still need to see Ant Man. So <laughs> I thought, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm. You really? I mean, if you skipped it, you'd be fine. <laughs> everyone says. I think my dedication to wanting to see Ant Man should be applauded because all that everyone ever tells me, like, don't like Ant Man. I still have to see New Mutants. I never saw that. Like, <laughs> well, that one you could totally skip. I know that, that but I still want to check it out, just for purposes. I mean, Majors is fantastic in Ant Man. Other than that, there's really I, what they do to Modok. Oh God, I can't. And I like, and I got to catch up on Superman and Lois. I, I I've focused so much, so much on Gotham Knights because I, I can't wait for our four four panel discussion show. Yes, me, Holzimon, Steve Hilmstrick, Doctor like this, and then uh, Ryan Haas is going to join us. And yes. I think it's going to be a three on one battle royale. Everyone kicking the shit out of Eric because we can have fun and he's miserable. <laughs> What are you talking about? You're the only one. You're, you're going to be the stick of the stem. Like, like, I watch The Sopranos daily, and I know what good writing is. I watch Gotham Knights, and this is trash. Like, I, it's like I'm just ready. Dude, have, you been have you been following my comments? I haven't said anything like that. But I've actually I'm, been very I'm waiting sim- for it. I'm waiting for you. You're saving, you're saving all the big Holzman quotes, I've, you know, for the memes and everything. You're saving it for the show. I know you. I know you. The editing in this episode is not good. I don't like it. It's very jarring. I'm waiting for the Holzman quotes. There's nothing in that show that's jarring at all. I'll say this. Beautiful season finale. It made me want a season two. It was good. I can't even lie. It really was. I enjoyed enjoyed the finale, and I didn't think I would, but I got him. It is sad that we're not getting more of this story. I'm not saying this show. It turned out pretty decent. Story. Yes. The the show has many issues, but I really liked the story they were trying to tell. And and I liked what they um how they portray certain characters. Some of them though were obviously huge stretches from what we know. Mm-hmm. But it, it worked in the story. So I uh, yeah. It's weird what it's like the one multiverse thing that was on its own and it kind of worked out in its benefit. Yeah. Like, but we're not getting any more, so who knows? Maybe it'll live Let's in Let's just be happy we got what we got, man. We should Let's be. just be happy we had some fun with Gotham Knights. Like no one else had fun with it. Everyone else was a miserable stick in the mud. We you know, did. we actually we actually had some fun with it. So I can't wait to do the uh, the recap show. It's gonna be great. We actually have to schedule that. Yes. I think maybe next show we'll try and get it to the for next show. All right. Um, so you were talking about the flash and of course we know this, the flash star was Ezra Miller who played Barry Allen. Mm-hmm. And uh, so recently he spoke out against the, the recent, a lot of the charges that were uh, laid against him. And we've talked about this in the past. A lot of the things that people did accuse him for turned out to be nothing. They were investigated by the FBI and, in certain agencies and they turned out to be nothing. Uh, but um, there was a, there was an allegation of a child. I remember who claimed that she was really uncomfortable and that it was nerd. She was nervous and she was scared to be around Ezra. And then Ezra made a public statement after the protection order was lifted uh, against him by this family and this girl. He said, I'm encouraged by today's outcome and very grateful at this moment to everyone who has stood by me and sought to ensure this egregious misuse of the protective order system was halted. 
Protective orders are meant to provide safety for individuals, families, and children who are in danger. They are not meant to be used as weapons by those seeking attention or fleeting tabloid fame or some sort of personal vengeance for that there are people in true and dire need of these services. I have been unjustly and directly targeted by an individual who, who the facts have shown has a history of such manipulative and destructive actions. So, his attorney also went on to say that Ezra was never alone with the child and never interacted with the child outside of the two brief encounters which occurred in the presence of several other adults. Now, we all know that when accusations are leveled, especially against a celebrity, a lot of times it's let's pile on and see what we can get out of this. I don't know if that's the case here, but I will say the fact that they dropped the order does weigh heavily in his favor or in their favor. Sorry. So. And not that this is going to help the movie at all. <laughs> yeah. I, but I just, you know, if Ezra is uh, innocent of all everything is good. Good that he was able to clear himself. Um, but it's, you know, a little, little too late. You know, for any, you know, like nothing's going to save this movie. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a shame because this is probably some of the stuff that people were turned off by, you know, mm -hmm. which I, I, uh, I didn't clearly think highly enough of. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think I, that's I, fair. I, I thought that this was kind of going to go more under the radar than it was. And maybe I'm just out of touch with the whole mom and dad community because I'm not a member of it. But, um, you know, uh, you live and you learn and now you kind of know you know, that people are more in tune than you actually think. Yep, it's true. And, uh, you know, if that is what kept people from seeing, one of the reasons that kept people from seeing the film, I we can't fault them for that. I can't fault anyone for that. Uh, you know, unfortunately, Miller made these decisions and he's got to live with them. And it's, you know, it is what it is at this point. Yeah, I just, so. I just, I just hope that, over time, which happens sometimes with films, that people will give this movie a shot and see that you know it's an entertaining, entertaining film. Is, I think is Ezra in anything else? Is he starring? Because I know he, like, is he a major part of Fantastic Beasts? Is that going to be a thing going forward? I don't. Know. I don't even know if they're making another one, <clears throat> and I don't know because of his situation what the deal is with with Warner Brothers. I have no idea. Uh, okay. I hope, I mean, if they get the proper treatment, I hope that they get another shot. Uh, but Crushed it in the flash. Yeah, it was very good. I mean, that's whether you like his portrayal or not, I think you have to say that he did a good job with the material. And uh, it's, you know, it's sad on a lot of fronts, but we'll see what happens. I don't think we've I don't think this is the last we've ever seen of Ezra Miller, but it might be a while. <laughs> That's all I'll put it. Fair enough. So speaking, staying with The Flash, uh, Warner Brothers has released an official trailer for DC's new scripted podcast, The Flash Escape the Midnight Circus. It's slated to launch on Apple Podcasts on Monday, July 10th. So a week from tomorrow, since we're recording this on the 2nd. Uh, the podcast stars the voice of Max Greenfield as Barry Allen, The Flash. It centers on Barry as he accidentally stumbles into an alternate timeline and is forced to compete in a televised tournament called the Midnight Circus. So it kind of sounds like a Flash meets Hunger Games type thing. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, I'm down to give this a shot because I really like the Batman Audio Adventures podcast. So, uh, I, and everyone seems to really like that 
was it Batman Unburied? Yes, it's fantastic. The Spotify one. Yeah. So I think they're doing a really good job with these. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna it'd be cool to you know listen to it on the way home from work anyway. So uh, I'm down to give it a shot. Yeah, I I probably will too. I'll probably give it a listen. Uh, especially I've been walking a lot now, so I have something to uh, you know I want to listen to something when I'm doing my walk. So be good to listen to this and see what it's like. Give it a shot. But man, I'm sure they were hoping that the movie did better to kind of lead into something like this and keep it in people's well, minds. Well, I'm sure that's why it was probably <laughs> released in July. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So, I don't think anyone saw this coming. <laughs> this no, nobody movie. saw this coming. That's for damn sure. Nobody saw this coming. I, another thing that um is coming is a new three-part docu-series all about the legacy of DC Comics called Superpowered. The DC story trailer. Uh, I'm obviously going to watch it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, w- I do know that Bill has seen it, right? And I think he did a review on it. I'm pretty sure. Okay. So uh, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he, he's, you know, that's the case. So it's going to be on Max. So if you don't have, or HBO, formerly HBO Max, it's going to be on Max. Um, they will give us an unprecedented look at the DC legacy, allowing fans to rediscover the universe of characters as well as the iconic comic book company's origins. So, I'm interested to see what they actually cover and what they what they don't. Right. You know? <laughs> I'm interested to see like what eras they cover and everything. I want to see what I want to see how much attention Neil Adams gets mostly in the 70s. Like I'm curious. I want I want, I wonder if it's going to focus mostly on like what form of media, like this is origins. Like are they talking about DC Comics itself? Are they talking about DC Comics movies? Like you know, I think it's all encompassing. Interesting. So I'm very curious to see what the balance is between you know this and that, and because I, yeah, I I care more about the print stuff myself. Right, and I understand that for sure. But I mean, the list of people, the list of celebrities, the list of actors, actresses, and and other people in the industry that they have on it are as follows: Melissa Benoist, who obviously played Supergirl; Greg Berlanti, okay. who's who's the head of C, pretty much CWTV. Tim Burton, Mike Carlin, Linda Carter, Henry Cavill, Kelly Cuoco, Gal Gadot, James Gunn, Patty Jenkins, Dwayne Johnson, Michael Keaton, Regina King, Zoe Kravitz, Jim Lee, Zachary Levi, Damon Lindelof, Tom Mankiewicz, Jason Momoa, Christopher Nolan, Robert Pattinson, Christopher Reeve. That's going to be interesting. John Ridley, Margot Robbie, Bruce Tim, Michael Uslin, Mark Wald, and more. Yeah, so it's going to be narrated by Rosario Dawson. So yeah, I mean, this sounds like a really cool docu docu series. I I love documentary films. I recently watched the docu series about Arnold Schwarzenegger on Netflix. How was that? That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Is it as good as Pumping Iron? Um, it's. I mean, well, you see clips from Pumping Iron in, mm-hmm. in the docu series. It's better because I know his life now. So like, I have this whole. You have this whole arc that he goes through, and he explains. Everything, even the bat, the not so good stuff about his life, he gets into it. He's talking about Batman and Robin. He does talk about Batman <laughs> and amazing. Robin a little bit. That's amazing. Uh, not a big part of the docu series, but he does talk about it. Um, and now they're doing one for Syl- Sylvester Stallone next, so that is <laughs> that's another one that's coming to look forward to. But this, of course, being a DC fan, I'm definitely going to check it out and uh, see what it's all about because. I mean, yeah, it looks good. It looks good. I'm interested to see what they actually cover. Yeah, I agree. 
I, I don't, I, I just, I think we need g- good, um, vibes. Good, yeah. <laughs> so I'm hoping that this does that for people, um, and, uh, brings people back to the fold when it comes to DC at large. Oh my God, I don't know if anything will ever do that. So, <laughs> I don't know if anything will ever do that. I don't know, man. They got You got to start somewhere. Maybe if you, people watch this and they rediscover why they love these characters to begin with, they'll start giving uh, all these other things a shot. I don't know. Maybe I'm being optimistic. But... You're definitely being optimistic. <laughs> definitely. Holzimon, whoa. Well, we talked about a little bit about Gotham Knights. And yes, uh, the series finale happened, I want to say, last Tuesday. Yes, I believe it was. Some Wednesday. Yeah. Um, and the co-creator posted a heartfelt goodbye uh, on Twitter. And this is what he said. Gotham Knights is coming to an end. It's taken a while to accept this fact, to grieve the loss of something so unique and ethereal as this first project. From the moment I pitched Greg Berlanti the two sentences that would become this oddball underdog of a show, it no longer belonged to me. It belonged to every single member of this comparable family, compromised of our writers, our actors, and our crew. I truly believe that this show was made to bring together a community of people, both on screen and off. Our fans embraced this show wholeheartedly and enthusiastically. You gave us Hell life. yeah, baby. You hired billboards to try to save us. You made stickers, t-shirts, notebooks. You made being a bat brat an exciting journey. That's right. Thank you for making this such a positive experience. Well, thank you, Natalie, for this wonderful show. Thank you. Natalie yeah. Rogers. Yeah. Like I said, I'm surprised. And I enjoyed it. And you know what? I got Eric Holzman, the biggest grump of them all, to have some fun as well. I'm not a grump. What are you you're grump. You're grumpzilla Scrooge. What? That's it. I'm not a grump. I just call things like I see them. Ah, yeah, grumzilla Scrooge. Dude, come on. You have to admit, some of these episodes were tough to get through. Oh, like when they tried to recreate the Joker's entrance in the Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, okay. Still, it gave us something to talk about. Good old Bat Rats. Well, no, I, I mean, that's one of the things I actually like, though. There's a lot of nods to other DC, yeah. other Batman stuff in this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, other Batman media that we've seen, whether it's movies, mostly movies. I like seeing Harvey Dent just getting it in. Yeah, with, I mean, we're gonna get into this more old when, chicks when we do, <laughs> when when we do the review show. But I enjoyed that interpretation of Harvey Dent. I thought so. Misha Collins did a good job. I phone, you know, hell yeah! Like I wasn't sold on him early on, but as the show went on, and then at the big moment, I was like, you know what? You didn't disappoint. Yes, I mean Misha Collins, probably the most accomplished of the actors that I saw on the show. Yeah, which is not, not saying much. Well, they're all kids, but yeah. Um, but he spoke about it, and obviously he says he's disappointed. He says as the series winds up, we were really just getting to be introduced to the Two Face character, and it would have been rich to, and rewarding to have to explore him devolving down the road and the inevitable fight to bring Harvey Brent, Harvey back, which would, of course, have involved a tremendous amount of inner turmoil. He says, as I have to say, as it plays, the season ties up many of the story arcs on the show and with a bow and so neatly that it almost works as a one season miniseries. It kind of does. I can. Yeah, kind of go with that. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. Way to go, Misha. 
he said when they were shooting the pilot, they knew this, that the deck was stacking against it for a season two. So that factored into the decision, I think, not to make this a pure cliffhanger because it would really be unsatisfying for everyone involved if at least the season's main arcs were resolved. So, well. I don't know. I, I, all I'll say is I was thoroughly entertained by the Bat Brats for an entire season. <laughs> sure, it was like crazy and things were just, you know, like police can't be that dumb. But, <laughs> you know. Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Suspension of belief. And acceleration of talents <laughs> in, this mo- in this show. <laughs> Look, they, every superhero show has an acceleration yes. of talent, let's be honest. Yes, but some of this was pretty, you know, jar. <laughs> there's the word, jarring. Um. Outside of Carrie Kelly's character, who obviously had been training with Bruce because she was Robin. I thought she was a cool Robin. I dug it. Yeah. Yeah. I liked what they did with Carrie Kelly, actually. It's not even my favorite version of Carrie Kelly. Sorry. Yes. Yes. It was. Yep. The whole storyline with the mother involved, too. Yeah, it was. It was well done. Yeah, I was. I was digging it. There's a lot more about the show that I dig than I don't. Again, the story I enjoy. The story that they were trying to tell, I really got into. The execution of all the elements is where I have a problem. But again, we'll talk about that when we do the review show. Uh, We talked a little bit before about James Gunn. He also gave an update that the Suicide Squad 2 really not in the cards right now. Uh, Yeah, I don't think we're going to see that movie for a long time, Eric. A long time. Yep, if at all, but we know Waller's coming. And then we know Peacemaker Season 2 is coming. Well, so, it's still all out there, because like you said, right. like the characters are still out there, like Bloodsport's still out. You know, like, I, well, yeah, I mean, this is where it gets really interesting. The James Gunn stuff's the only stuff that's really staying. <laughs> <laughs> shocker, shocker there. So. But no, I mean, that's... That was to be expected. Obviously, he's working on the Superman legacy, and then he's doing Waller and then Peacemaker 2. I mean, if we're going to get another Suicide Squad, it's going to be a while. So, if if at all. And let's be honest, it should be a new bunch of people anyway. Yes. It shouldn't be the same group. Like Some of them are dead to begin with, right? And uh, that's just the nature of the Suicide Squad. Right. That's pretty much what they are. That's part of what the story of the characters. Outside of a select few... That's pretty much the story of them. So, like, I'm pretty sure they're never going to kill off Harley Quinn. But, <laughs> you know, other than I that. Hope not. Yeah, me too. All right. So uh, we already spoke a little bit about the casting of Superman and David Cornsweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had a specific. Uh, he had a specific. Everyone thinks he looks like Henry Cavill. And there's there is a similar. They do look similar. I don't think it's as dead on as people think, but they do look alike. I mean, sure, okay, he looks fine. And he looks like a dude who looks like Superman, right? So he commented on that, and he says it came to my attention before the internet got a hold of me about the comparison to Henry Cavill. But my pie in the sky ambition is definitely to play Superman. This was obviously a while ago. I would love to see somebody do an upbeat throwback take on Superman. Uh oh, I, I love the Henry Uh-oh. Cavill dark and gritty take. Well, I'd love to see the next one be very optimistic. Uh oh. 
Who's going to be upset about this? Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a segment of fandom that does not like that. Wait till he, like, wait, what if we get Trunks on Superman? Imagine, like, you know that's going to be a debate for at least, like, a week and a half. It's been a debate already. Yeah, but now that we're going to get Trunks, if we get Trunks back. (sighs) Are you in the Trunks camp? Uh, Yeah, for Superman, definitely. I, I think see so why too. Batman wouldn't wear the trunks, but for Superman, I think he needs the trunks. I think so too. I mean, that's what I'm. Um, he looks good in Man of Steel and, and Justice League BBS without him. Like I can't deny like some, and he's even had it in print. So like, I've seen it, but you know, whatever. I I, I dig the trunks. I don't mind them. A lot of people hate them. Well, I think I do think if they're trying to, and I'm not saying they're trying to do this, but if they're trying to go come in a completely different direction from the Cavill take, then it's probably wise to have him have trunks. Right? Yeah. Like that's that just we seems to a whole bunch sense. of movies without trunks. Can we get trunks back for at least a movie? <laughs> I know I look, I got the flash, so I got the yellow oval for a little bit. Like I'm good. I can last a couple years. <laughs> are we gonna are we gonna hashtag team trunk team red trunks? We gonna do that next? Oh, do you realize like you know you you know who would be very upset about that? The normal the normal <laughs> normal people. I want to know where Daddy Bath stands on trunks. I feel like this is something he would just. I would. St- I was like, oh, I liked him. But no, I don't like it. Just he would just take the opposite side. <laughs> Daddy Bath stands on trunks. Hey, we can ask him. He, he listens to the show, so he's going to hear this. So, okay. Daddy Bats, where do you stand on trunks? Yeah, where do you stand on red trunks? Let us know. We kind of want to. He's going to have some green. Like, does you green? Like what? <laughs> yeah, anti kryptonite trunks. Like, what are you talking about? That would be cool. I don't know. Hey, look. Batman at one point had a pink cowl. Yeah. Didn't it? They also did rainbow ones. They had ra- the rainbow suit, yeah. Yeah. You pretty much could do anything. I don't know if it would that would come. That, you that can do anything. And no matter what you do, someone will complain about it. That's true. That's 100% true. And usually it'll be Eric Holzman. No, I wouldn't. Live from the car. <laughs> no, I here's your Syosset Mini Mall movie review. I don't live in Syosset. Where do you live? Rigatoni? What? <laughs> it's a new town. Rigatoni, Long town. Island. Rigatoni, Long Island. <laughs> yeah. No. It's no. right next to Marinick. What? He's just making up towns. I mean, first, he used the pasta. He used pasta, to, of course. <laughs> just Let throwing me, towns out there. First of all, pasta was used to explain time travel in the simplest <laughs> form. It was actually, and we all got it. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> so we're at Tony Long Island. That's where Eric lives. I don't, but I guess I do now. <laughs> it's not. This is not going to go away. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Garrett's middle name is Reginald. Yeah. It's not, but it is now. It is. Tuck. Tuck gave him that last Tuck's, name. Well, you know you want to know why Garrett doesn't like Tuck. Tuck's a butcher. Because he's what? Tuck's a butcher. Ah. Garrett's vegan. That's true. We had yeah, this was the this was the basis of our Twitter discussion last night. <laughs> What, what Garrett being vegan? Me, Garrett, and Tuck. Yeah, we had this very conversation. Uh, he posted all this stuff he ate for dinner, but he had brats, and everything else was vegetables. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, 
Yeah. We love you, dude. We love you. Uh, we okay, Wado. Uh, He's going to yeah. gout or something. It was a fun conversation. So, All right. I think we're at the end of this one. Do you think so? I think so. I would like to... Let's go... I would like to debate some BVS. <laughs> oh, God. I already did this this week, but okay. I know. I do, saw it. Like, why is he... <laughs> Eric's like... <laughs> Eric's like... I'm bored. Let's talk about stupid topics from 2016. So the ultimate edition of BVS, guys. Same stupid movie. The crazy <laughs> thing is, Aaron, though. The crazy thing is, though. How the many crazy thing actually, is, like, you should, how many people actually talked? Oh, yeah. Seriously, it's the one topic that never dies. You can just put out a little blurb and people just come. And then love BVS. Yeah. Hey, look, I love it's, BVS. It's, it's crazy. I enjoy BVS. So I'll never did I ever tell you guys. But what do time? you think? Do you well, think the ultimate edition <laughs> changes it at all? Yeah, it fleshes out some scenes. It makes it a better movie, but it's not like, you know, it's not groundbreaking. Right. Did I ever tell you guys about the time me and Eric debated BBS in Texas, which he rented a car, it was like a black <laughs> suburban. And it was like these crazy the hookers and blow. And they were, yeah, we do a blow off the strippers. They definitely weren't hookers or strippers. Mm-hmm. They were classier. They were classier. <laughs> They're classy girls. Debbie and Delilah. Okay. Dragonfly. What? Her name was Dragonfly. We wanted to tell you, dude. Guys, <laughs> I literally missed all of this. I'm not even lying. This was all going on in the car in the back behind me, and I just didn't. Just driving. I didn't even know I had a Suburban either, but apparently I had one of those too. <laughs> Giant black Suburban. I don't even know. Just for Pete and his friend Nick. That's it. That's it. <laughs> well, hey, that was it. And oh, and and the strippers. Sorry, I won't call them hookers anymore. I don't want to insult them. They're classy the stripper. Come on, Dragonfly works hard. <laughs> Dragonfly. <laughs> That's what her name was. She need, you and you didn't tell her she needed a new name. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't care what her name was. That's true. Now entering at the center stage, Dragonfly. Now, guys, if that's how they announce strippers at the strip club, would you stay at the strip club? I don't know if I would, to be honest. Dragonfly. I might cut out after I heard <laughs> that specific. How would you do it? How would you do it, Eric? <laughs> I don't know. That's. Like now, standing at five foot ten, hundred twenty <laughs> pounds. It's not a big auction. From Millville, New York. It's a strip club. The now, you're a, the light. <laughs> now you're making a. Now you're making it a big auction. That's not yeah, no big auction. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Hey, holds you going to the stage. Candy. Yeah. Can you doing? Can you imagine doing it like Bob Shepard? Now dancing at the center <laughs> stage. Okay, this show is going Debbie off the Delight. Rails. Dancing Delight. at the center stage. <laughs> you have to say the last name twice. <laughs> Debbie Delight. Delight. Justin's <laughs> 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 oh, like, I gotta turn this off. My kids can't listen to this. <laughs> Why? We haven't said anything bad. It doesn't matter. We're horrible influences. I think I'm I sure cursed once and Oliver got mad at me. <laughs> He's like, I can't play with a super action figure now. This guy curses. Like, what are we supposed to do? Just as like people disappoint you. That's life. 
let this be a lesson, son. Let this, yeah, be, let a this lesson. be a lesson. Someone's always going to disappoint you. Yes. Life is not all puppy dogs and ice cream. There's it, death taxes and Eric will find some ridiculous thing to make fun of Gotham Knights for. I haven't made the fun of Gotham Knights. The sound mixing in this episode was a little bit uneasy on the ear. Like, what? I have been nothing but supportive of this show for the most part. So, I'm Eric Holzman. But again, no more this Gotham Knights talk. We're going to talk about this on the review show with everybody because that's, that's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun little episode. Two people might listen to it, but that's all we care about. Well, the only people who would listen to it are on the show. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's probably I'm interested to see who tunes in for our Gotham Knights so. Spectacular. Yes. Gotham Knights Roundtable, maybe? We're going to have to hashtag the crap out of this one to get the Gotham Knights people to listen to it. We have to do that. I don't know. But how are we going to do that? Save Gotham Knights. We'll just ta- hashtag those people. Let's see. Yeah. Maybe we can get Abrams on. Hmm. I tried to get her on the BOF podcast. She never responded to my tweets. Hmm. Because I wanted to talk about season three of Batwoman, which someone refuses to watch. Well, maybe we can try and get her on this show and we could talk about both of them. You have to watch the show, Eric. No, you could do the Batwoman stuff. I'll do the Gotham. No, you could watch the Batwoman talk. You could watch Batwoman. All right. We'll talk about this off air because it's now we're just like killing time here. No one's going to listen to this part of the show. They're arguing about like their programming. It's really good. I was listening to the podcast and they started doing the programming. Like you could do Eric, you could like, do this for the show, you know. You could be team player, watch Batwoman. Sorry. Sorry. It's only guys. two years old. Sorry about <laughs> this. Like a two-year-old show they got canceled. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about this meaningless banter. That really is meaningless. <laughs> Welcome to the uh, straight out of Gotham production meeting, uh, yes. Eric. <laughs> First topic is why haven't Bat- you watched Batwoman yet? <laughs> oh, Eric's like, I'm too busy rewatching the 1994 NBA Finals. Can you give me a break? Why would I want to watch time that? I was happy. That's painful. I want to watch that because <laughs> it's. I don't know, you want to watch the two? That what was it? The 1999 NBA Finals. That's painful too. I don't watch any of these painful memories. <laughs> I'll watch the. I'll watch the Eastern Conference Finals. That's fine. I'll do that. I can watch those. Oh, all right. Well, let's watch. The end of the show right now. Pete, tell them where they can find you. You can find me on social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Zach Snyder's favorite platform, Vero, at Pete Illustrated. You can follow this podcast you're listening to right now, Straight Gotham, at Straight underscore O underscore G, both Instagram and Twitter. We have a Facebook group and a Facebook fan page. Consider joining both because if you are a member of both and then you send proof to Eric on OnlyFans, you get 5% off his feet picks. So remember that. Uh, you can follow me uh, monthly on the at the Batman Book Club with Ryan Lauer uh, at Italians for Spidey, uh, my Spider-Man show. I'm kind of revamping that. You know, maybe things are changing, things are in the works, so we're working on that. But check that out. I'm not going to stop doing it because I like I like talking Spider-Man because um, it's Spider-Man and there's just too much bat talk. <laughs> just so much bat talk. I don't participate in anything else. So Spider-Man is a nice mix. Uh, Batmanonfilm.com, Batman on Film YouTube. I'm all over those places, and I'm all over the Batman on Film Facebook group. Um, I just did a, a, a recent podcast with Ryan Haas that will be posted soon, and I just did a podcast with Justin Kowalski for BOF chapter by chapter. We did some Batman 89, so that was cool. And, um, yeah, that's it. So, Eric, uh, you take it away. 
All right, thank you, Pete. As you guys know, finally 33, spell finale 33 on Twitter. Same thing on Instagram, even though that's really just for my food pics and stuff. That's really what I put on Instagram. So it's up there for that. Pete already gave you the SOG, the Shannon Gotham uh, handles for Twitter. Don't forget the Facebook group that we were talking about it before. We've been a lot more active in it lately. Some good conversations going on over there. So check that out if you're in the group. Uh, if you guys have any ideas, any things you want us to cover, always let us know. Uh, hit us up in the group. Talk to Eric about He-Man. He likes that we'll stuff. We'll talk about that stuff. Yeah, Garrett and I were supposed to do something He-Man. We never did it. Uh, if you're a fan of the New York Knicks, as Pete was insinuating before, uh, I do a show every Wednesday night called All Nicked Up. It is a live stream with me, my buddy Ty, and our new member, Joe. The three of us sit there and talk about the Knicks. And oh, you're going to talk about Obi Toppin? Commiserate. Uh, I don't even want to go there. Uh, we commiserate about the Knicks and uh, every again every Wednesday night during the summer. It might be every other. We got to kind of work it on some scheduling things, but uh, definitely check us out. We have a Twitter account at um, all underscore Nick underscore up. Check that. Check us out over there uh, for any Knicks news. I try and post as much of the news or tweet as much of the news as I can when I get an opportunity to do so. And I think that's it. Unless you have anything else, Pete. I didn't really want Obi Toppin. Yeah, that's not that's not not for this show. That's a, that's I'm just saying I, I, you know, I didn't really. Well, I think you're going to enjoy watching him. He's a lot of he's a fun player. That's what they say, but I don't know. He either tries to dunk from the three point line, or that's where he shoots the ball. I feel like he gets a little confused, but so we'll see what Halliburton can do. Yeah, he should make a nice pair. I think. All right, so for Pete Vera. I'm Eric Holzman. You're listening to Straight Outta Gotham, and we'll see you next time. Booyah!